Hello. Hello. You're listening to Track by Track with me, Dan. And me, Will. This is the podcast where we take a great pop music album and break it down track by track. And this week, we are on our final album of the year. It's our final one. As we say every time we do our Albums of the Year episodes, this is not a rundown. These are just three of our favourite albums of the year. We've already done some with the artists scattered throughout the year. But we're finishing this year with an incredible album on the turntable this week. It's Future Past by Duran Duran. This is how it starts. Dan, did you have any idea when this year started that you would finish the year talking about a new album from Duran Duran? Well, I certainly hope so, Will, because this is this has been the longest gap between Duran Duran albums. The previous album, Paper Gods, came out in 2015, so over six years. So I really, really, really did hope we got one, and here we are. Here we are, and this is our final one. I think it's worth mentioning, before we get into this album, that as ever, it was a difficult decision mm-hmm. to narrow down our choices to three. Uh, made slightly easier because we'd already discussed a few of our favourite albums with the with the acts themselves. Arc at us there. Yeah. Hobnobbing. Yeah. No, is that what you... Hobnobbing? Hobnobbing, yes. Hobnobbing. Yeah. Nob, yeah. just or just nobbing for sure, probably. No, not nobbing. Hobbing. No. Uh, no. Hobbling. Rubbing shoulders. Yes. But we also had some other albums that were just shy of being featured this year, from the likes of London Grammar. Great album. Moika. Oh, so good. Parcels. Oh, a dream. Agnes, and Amazing. that was a very contentious point because we very nearly did talk about that album. Yes. Uh, and at one point we were going to do four albums, but then we got. The weeks could wouldn't fit, so we had to. <laughs> we will talk about the album for sure because it's amazing. At some point, the Veronica's Jungle, Client Liaison, Django Django, Chai, Purple Disco Machine. Anyway, so, let's, let's talk, talk about, about... Duran Duran yeah. <laughs> and Future Past. Uh, do we need to describe uh, Duran Duran? Not describe. Say who they are. Oh, ten seconds worth, I'd say. Uh, Duran Duran. Uh, English synth pop group Five, around four, since 78 from two, Birmingham. One, oh, zero, lovely. And you've obviously got Nick Rhodes. You've obviously got the Taylors and Simon Le Bon in there as well. So, But you know this already. You know all this. And hopefully you heard our episode celebrating 40 years of their debut album early this year. That was one of our biggies where we had the likes of Nile Rodgers and Errol Alkin and Hazel O'Connor and some of the band as well. Huge episode. So it feels really great to have that halfway through the year and then six months later, we're finishing things off almost for the year with their brand new album. Uh, Future Past, 15th studio album, released back in October. Uh, an all-star cast, just like that episode we did, Dan, an all-star cast on uh, co-production, co-write... Uh, and performance duties on this album. I'd have to say, is it better guests than Paper Gods or equal or different? Oh, I, for me personally, I would say equal and different. Mm. How about you? Do you know what? I knew I was going to have you over a barrel with that one because I just, you were very diplomatic. Uh, I would say uh, different because I think this does reflect... Oh, no, it doesn't just reflect now because there's some legends uh, supporting as well. Anyway, we'll come on to all of that when we go through the tracks. Track by track. Should we do that? Actually, track by track. That's a really good idea. What a great idea for a podcast. What a great idea for this episode. Should we start? Should we, should we start? Yes, we have got 12 incredible songs to talk about. Of course, because we're doing the standard edition. No further listening as it's an albums of the year episode. But we probably have got a lot to say. So let's get stuck in. So side one, track one, and this is Invisible. Oh, 
this was the first taste of new material that we had. Uh, and Dan, correct me if I'm wrong, but was it May this year we first had this? That's right, yeah, May. So actually just before we did our 40th anniversary episode, just before they were celebrating the 40th anniversary of their debut album. Uh, and also, interestingly, a little bit of a, a gap between that single and the album. Nowadays, it tends to be more single than two weeks later, the album, doesn't it? Mm. But here we had to wait. And actually, I, I enjoyed the wait. Yeah, you you enjoy being made to hang on. Yeah. <laughs> Edging. <laughs> no, sorry, Simon. You won't, don't want that featured on... Oh, he did a song called Bedroom Toys. I think he's fine oh, with it. Oh, yeah. Uh, so this uh, this is a wonderful, for me, it's, probably, it's not definitely not my favourite song on the album and certainly not that experimental because for me it does feel like a bit of a throwback track. Yeah. Uh, back second track <laughs> but good name for a podcast <laughs> uh, where you get an all over waxing whilst on a train <laughs> Michael Portillo <laughs> <to> presents it <laughs> he's doing the waxing oh good yeah, it's on channel 5 now oh better yeah but there's some wonderful uh, production in there there's some bits in there that sounds a bit like uptown funk where it kind of goes wow 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 yes i love it when we're talking about songs and you or either maybe i'll do it for you as well but maybe not but when you mention a part of a song that sounds like something else and i hadn't heard it before and as soon as you did that i knew exactly what you meant interestingly of course mark ronson had produced that song for bruno mars and he did work on the last two duran albums and he does appear on this one but not Nothing to do with this track. Not on this track. The main producer of the album is the aforementioned Errol Alcon, who also co-wrote this song and many of the others as well. Uh, And yeah, I definitely feel like it was a great introduction to the album because thinking about Paper Gods and how much more dance sounding that was and how Pressure Off was such a funky, poppy number, Invisible, I think it shows definitely that this is the darker side of Duran Duran that we're going to hear on this album. But what I love about it particularly as well is Roger Taylor said in an interview that Errol wanted to really get the most out of Roger Taylor and him as a drummer. And I think the drums in this one are fantastic, Mm. the electronic drums. But also there's kind of like spaces between the music. The music, you know, the music does its its thing and it almost takes a breath itself. It's a really strange production thing to do to add in gaps in a track. But I really love it on this track. I like your uh, thread there about it being a bit darker, mm. the darker side of Drone Drone. Almost feel, some of these tracks almost feel a bit trippy and a bit kind of slightly off kilter. And I know the album artwork, which we won't talk about today, because we, we don't do that. We do don't we? do that no. kind of thing. Full celebration yeah. on albums of the year. Not into that. No. Uh, in here, now, But does kind of look a little bit like a kind of alternative dimension Split personalities, light and dark. Future and past. Future and past, medieval and Aztec. Yeah, that's funny. It's open to interpretation. I don't really get that from the album image, but uh, (laughs) that's not to say you're wrong. Uh, Well, that's just a nice way to say I'm wrong. Yes, exactly. And someone else, another incredible name who worked on the majority of the album is Graham Coxon, of course, of Blur fame who plays guitar throughout and on this song as well. I love that he is bringing a real kind of scratchy, edgy guitar sound. You know, Duran Duran have worked with some amazing guitarists. Andy Taylor, you know, their first guitarist when they became the Fab Five. Uh, Warren Cuccarolo through the 90s, bringing it a real American edge and big things like um, Ordinary World. And then Don Brown has been with them for the last few years. Not an official member, but an incredible guitarist. But Graham... Is definitely bringing his own sound to this album. Let's listen to a bit more then, uh, featuring Coxon. Mm. Uh, so this is track two, All of You. In that we are music lovers, this
then we'd make a cracking pair of backup dance, not backing dancers. That would be horrendous. Backing singers for Duran Duran. Well, I think we could dance as well. Well, I think we're a triple threat, really. Yes, we sing, we dance, and we podcast. Yes. Not all at the same time. Uh, hire us now for your Christmas parties. Oh, a bit late, actually. Uh, what day is it today? It's the... 21st of December. Oh, normally, I don't have to think about today's date, but <laughs> interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah I'd, love to, I'd love to do a bit of backpacking because I think we're very good at harmonising, as regular listeners know. But... And I think all of you really, need, really needs a bit of that because it's very uh, compared to a lot of tracks on the album, very organic, and not com- not surprising because you've got Coxon, Coxon, Cox, Coxon, Coxon, Coxon. Yeah, so you've got the guitar, you've got the keys, drums, vocals. <laughs> We're not doing this for every song, are we? <laughs> Just naming the different bits of the song. <laughs> Also, the start of it sounds... I thought it sounds a bit kind of soft sell. Mm. With the synth in, in at the start. Maybe it's because we've been talking about them a bit recently. Well, yeah. we. I think we obviously we did Soft Cell's debut album released the same year as Duran Duran's debut album. And I definitely think that this feels more, like you said, more organic, more raw, more stripped back. The bass opens it. The drum kicks in. I think a lot of fans... Because to be honest, there was... In the fan base, there was lots of uncertainty about some of the tracks that came before the album. And there's lots of debate on Twitter. It's quite interesting to see. I didn't get involved myself. I don't like to get involved. Oh, you bloody love a spat on Twitter. Yeah. And you've started a few over the years. Oh, yeah. I've got some old accounts where I just throw in a comment and then switch back and, and see what's going on. But tracks like Tonight United and tracks like More Joy really did, for some fans, and I have to say for the minority of fans as well, you know this new sound wasn't for them but i do think if you were in that camp and you heard all of you and you heard the bass and drums from the off you probably would think oh do you know what you know there is something on this album for me and it doesn't have to all be all for me as well all, all of you all for you janet jackson <laughs> all the girls at the party and, and if we're lucky you'll sing it for us so, Will, you mentioned the some of the vocals on this song. And I have to say, when I was listening to it ahead of this record, I did. I kept thinking, God, the vocals in this are amazing. And then another bit would come in, and I thought the vocals were amazing. And I almost had to list how many incredible vocal moments are in this song. You've got Simon from the off. He's got a real angst to his voice and a real confidence. Then you've got the backing vocals of the everything, everything, everything. which, you know, in itself, as you mentioned, yeah. are fantastic. Then you've got the vocoded part where he says, yeah, we got history. Then you've got the female vocals coming in later for the middle late. They like the sun line. And then the female vocals stay for the ad libs later on in the chorus. And then towards the end of the song, you've got all of those different bits of vocals stacking up on each other. It's almost like there's so much going on. You don't know where to listen. And I love that about the song. And like a lot of tracks on this album, they're so layered, so... So rich for pleasure. Mm. Rich for pleasure. Mm. That does sound like a song or an album. And this was recently played live for the first time on their Radio 2 in concert show. I hope to God, I'm probably going to say this for all the songs in this album actually will, but I hope to God when they do the official Future Pass tour, which hasn't been announced yet, I hope this is in the set list. I'd love to hear this one live. Track number three now, uh, sp- special guest, Tove Low, and this is Give It All Up. This was the second new song from the album that we heard really early on in the year. I think it was around July. And this was as part of a live performance for an award show. I forget which one. Uh, pre-recorded at Hammersmith Apollo. They played this. British Soap Awards. In, yes, I think it was. <laughs> Proud of Britain. And they played this and Invisible. And this one, I just loved 
instantly just that production of this song and it seems quite lazy to talk about the production all the time because of course they always have amazing production uh but what they've done here with uh errol alken i just think it's so atmospheric it's one of the most atmospheric things i've done for a while and it's almost like i wrote this down earlier in my notes it sounds quite pretentious now i'm gonna say it anyway it's almost like standing in the middle of a digital whirlwind in slow motion you just stood in the middle of the song and you're just seeing it whoosh around you. Like in a time vortex. Mm. Sorry, Dan. It took away from me that. Doctor Who. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But also at the same time, quite minimal. Uh, well, yes. Whatever. No, 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 no. Sorry, sorry, sorry. There you go again. This is, this is, it's a very, I would say actually, and then, not to put a sound bite to it, it's quite a sultry, slow burn of a track actually. Mm. And this was, I preferred this to uh, Invisible when it came out because I loved, I've loved Tovlo for a long, long time. I think she's a wonderful compliment to Le Bon's tones. Yep. Le Bon's tones. Uh-huh. But I think, yeah, this is absolutely lovely. And I wonder where, I wonder how the, 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 the meetup happened, the collaboration. So not meetup, they didn't just meet in the park. Mm. He had a copy of the Daily Mail under his arm. She was wearing a, a red carnation. Oh, no, I hope he wouldn't have a copy of the Daily Mail under oh, his arm. Oh, sorry, Dan. It was the first one that came to head because I just looked over at your coffee table. Don't you <laughs> You can say what you like about my mother. You can <laughs> throw me under the bus, but do not call me a Daily Mail reader. Oh, I think I've finally done it. <laughs> you've, you've really offended me there. But no, <laughs> let's take five. <laughs> but I wonder how they came to collaborate. Just fan- just a fantastic combination. And probably isn't the last time one of us is going to say that on this episode. No, definitely not. And, you know, even thinking about before this album, thinking about all the collaborations on Paper Gods as well, of which there were many. It must. Ju- I'm sure they just have a wish list. And I'm sure most people say yes to them. Uh, and I'm sure with Tovlo, it was no exception. Uh, just in case anyone doesn't know who Tovlo is, I'm sure you do. But just in case you don't, uh, she is a Swedish singer and songwriter. She's released four studio albums today and has recorded tracks with the likes of Kylie Minogue, Charlie XCX and Jax Jones. She has also written songs for other people, including Ellie Goulding's Love Me Like You Do. But what's great about her on this song, Will, is that when they did the live version way back in July she wasn't on it so it's great to get the album and hear the full ver- i liked what i heard on the live version but it felt like a like a sample of the song mm. to hear her on it and the full version it's just uh obviously it was meant to be that way and even though this one is so electronic you can still hear all the elements that make up duran duran just you know the vocals the keyboards just listen the, again yeah, yeah the, the, in- drums, the instruments yeah, yeah. instruments and singing Right, track four now. Here we go with Anniversary. Anniversary there, and this is uh, the first real high light of the album. Uh, why can't I talk properly? All the alcohol. I My think. intonation is all wrong. <laughs> I keep saying the wrong things in the wrong places. <laughs> oh, For me, this is the first true high of the album, and this is everything I love about Duran Duran wrapped up in five minutes or so, because you've got the synths and strings and a full-on euphoric chorus with a wonderful bit of chanting going on. Yeah, it's so Duran Duran, this one. It's, I hate to say that because, of course, they are 15 studio albums and they've done so many different sounds and styles over the years. But, you know, it, I, I'm not the kind of... I don't like it when people call Duran Duran an 80s band because, you know, they're my favourite band ever and they've done something throughout the decades. But it's when they were commercially at their peak. They, you know, they were everywhere. They took over the world. And 
with a sound that sounded very much like this. But actually, I have to say, when the song starts with that incredible, simple bass and beat and synth line, I almost felt this was more Frankie Goes to Hollywood than Duran Duran. Oh, wow. So we had Soft Cell, Frankie Goes to Hollywood, or Bedfellows that I'm pretty sure the boys would be happy to jump in with. All old pals as well. I'm sure they mm. used to rub shoulders back mm. in the day. Be like Rita Sue and Bob too. Oh, we're having a gangbang. And if we are, and if we're lucky, <laughs> we will be having a gangbang. Oh, lovely. Uh, it's also what they do best. It's extremely catchy. I only have to have a whiff of this song and I'm doing the doo-doo-doos. Yeah. And they love a doo-doo-doo, don't they? You've got it in Hungry Like the Wolf. You've got the ba ba bars in Planet Earth. You've Throughout their career, they love that. I, I, there's probably some technical term for putting in something that's more of a sound than a actual lyric. But Duran Duran love it. They've always said they want to be the band that people dance to when the bomb drops. But at least while we're dancing, we've got something to do with our mouths as well. <laughs> It wasn't until I was actually saying that part of the sentence I realised how it sounded. I mean, I'm all for it. I mean, well done. Even if that wasn't intentional. No, it wasn't. Uh, so you can be witty. <laughs> oh, by accident. There is an amazing video for this. Well, have you seen it? No. Well, do check it out when we finish recording. In fact, I'll strap you down and play it for you. Uh, it's directed by Alison Jackson and it sees the lads in a huge it's a castle, actually. It's a castle in Leicestershire. And they have got the likes of Elton John, Madonna, Stormzy, Brad Pitt, Daniel Craig. Lookalikes of all of those and many more, including younger versions of the band themselves. It's a really fun video. I love it when Duran Duran do, you know, one of these big budget videos, as they did back in the day. You know, remember the Girl Panic one from All You Need Is Now? Mm. Such a good video. And this, for me... It's them kind of almost reclaiming the music video. It kind of reminds you again just how big, how legendary. Uh, they're just a group of big dogs, aren't they? They are. The big dogs on campus. And you once did take a group of big dogs onto <laughs> a university campus. Well, I was a dog walker. That was my profession at the time. I just took a wrong turn. Uh, it's such a shame that they all uh, became loose and interrupted that women's aerobics <laughs> class happening on the uh, on the university green. Uh, Rottweiler was quite persist, quite a persistent sniffer, wasn't he? As well, <laughs> he was. <laughs> Good for him, actually. Yeah. And lyrically, uh, lyrically, this one. Of course, we said it was the fortieth anniversary of the band's debut album this year. This is called anniversary. It it references them. It references their time together. Simon sings about across the world on radio for anyone to hear. We are the song, so bring it on once more. Be close and clear. It's just, it's a celebration of them. And I like that because they're not really a band that like to look back. I think they do like to push themselves forward with the people they work with and the sounds they create and what they do with videos and whatever. But it feels like they are actually finally stopping and just celebrating what they've done. And one of my favorite specific, specifically, specifically, Parts of the lyrics is during the bridge where Simon sings about celebrate with silver, oak and bone, celebrate with paper, gold and stone, all that kind of referencing to the different years and the different anniversaries. Obviously, personally, I don't know which uh, year matches up with which product, but you must be. Well, I remember you saying that for your anniversary last year, your partner gave you a bone. So what year is that? Uh, too long, too many years. <laughs> mm. uh, and you've just celebrated your latex anniversary, haven't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so congratulations on that. Thank you very much. <laughs> track five now, and this is title track from the album Future Past. We've mentioned Soft Cell. Mm. We've mentioned Frankie Goes to Dollywood. Mm -hmm. I'm going to toss in 
Yazoo. Oh. Because I'm reminded a little bit of it from this track, not yeah, just the, in general. Not as a random <laughs> throwing in a different 80s No, band. I don't want to throw Alison Moy at anyone. But do you, see, do you see where I'm coming from? Yeah, I really do. Uh, I also hear on this one, it's something to do with the bass or the kind of a very low keyboard bass sound. I'm getting real Twin Peaks vibes from mm. this. And I suppose this is, again, linking back to that almost darker dystopian feel that we've alluded to mm. and even mentioned at the start of the episode. Yeah, definitely. It feels darker, but something about this one almost feels... It's definitely the synth and the electronics. It almost feels very shiny and very pop at the same time. And I have to say, when I first listened to the album and when I first heard this song, I really wasn't sure about this one. It took me a few listens because I think it is such a clash to Invisible, for example, or some of the tracks that come later as well. It just It's a very different sound for them almost, I would say. Uh, it's definitely not a standout for me on this album. I don't think it would be for me either. But what I have to say what I've loved about this album is seeing on Twitter the fans interacting with each other and talking about their highlights of the album. And every single track is someone's favourite song. They're, you know, that's, that's the beauty of Duran Duran and the different styles they have and the different fans they have and the different personal styles they have. But I saw a lot of love for this song on there. And I do now really enjoy it within the flow of the album. But if I'm going to put one song on, if I've just got time for one song or two, it probably isn't going to be this one. And I think that's fine. That is fine. And I'm just willing us on because I absolutely love this next track. You're eager, aren't you? Yeah, You're an eager e- beaver. Eager beaver. So this is track six now. A beautiful Lies. Lies. A liar. my favorite track on the album i just want to say listeners i did say that during the song i bet this is your favorite not that i have to be right about everything but but you do I was. Uh, you try to yeah it's just wonderful disco wonderful disco duran does disco duran does disco with a very special guest as well mr giorgio Moroda on production and co-writing on this one i just what a match made in heaven i can't believe it's taken this long to work together there's so much to get stuck into in this track, but it just makes you want to dance. Yeah, it really does. And of course, prior to this, we'd already heard one of the Maroda and Duran collaborations. Uh, so lots of anticipation for hearing this one as well. And I think, yeah, it does the job. Two very different songs, but two very similar in a way songs, both absolute dance bangers. But yeah, this one is great. One of the things I really like about this one, actually, is some of the backing vocals and they come on this song and some of the other, some of the later tracks as well they come from Saffron Lebon. Ah, oh, Safi darling. Yeah, family mm. affair. Family affairs, Channel 5. But Dan, what do you think of Beautiful Lies? Oh yeah, I'm mean, I think it's a great track. I think it's it's really good that it comes after Future Past as well because as that song builds and builds and builds you get more of the electronics, but of course it is more of a ballad. And then this just comes in. It smacks you around the face as a banger. I also want to call out uh, working on this track, Joshua Blair, who is the vocal producer. And he did a lot of work on Paper Gods as well. I love the really up-tempo dance tracks that Duran Duran have done over the past. And that's probably not surprising coming from me, but... I just, I just think they, you know, it's a really nice side to them that you don't always see. And I think on an album like this, one of the reasons why it's one of our albums of the year, not just because it's Duran Duran, but because it is so varied, so different and so experimental. Yeah, absolutely. And also, this is another one of the tracks, or maybe even to be more generic, one of the genres of Duran Duran that some people are more critical of 
And I just don't get it. I think if you like Duran Duran, surely oh, yeah. you just bugger off. Get stuffed. Surely you you love the fact that they embrace. I mean, I've said this already this episode, but new sounds, new genres, new technology. You know, if it's how boring would it be if they recreated Rio every single album? And yes, they referenced it, and yes, they look back to it, and certainly on things like All You Need Is Now, they did it more than ever. But let them move forward, and especially working with. Giorgio Moroder, who is in his 70s, I think. Mm. But these two acts creating this massive current sounding, but vintage referencing dance banger. Why would you want, Dan, I've said it before and I'll say again, why would you want a group you love to just do the same thing all the time? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't get it. You never get it. Uh, Right, number seven now. Tonight United. So if you're up to date with your episodes of Track by Track, you will know that we talked about this song very recently as part of our top 40 of 2021. And if you don't want to know where it came, just stop listening for a few seconds. This was our fifth favourite song of the year. And it's very clear why, isn't it? Oh, yeah. It's uh, anthemic, this one. And I remember we've we've talked about this before. Uh, th- when you sent me the clip of them singing this at Isle of Wight. Yeah. And you were like, oh, my God, this is an incredible new song from them. And it was ages before we got a proper, clean version of it. Yeah, and I was watching that YouTube clip over and over and over because it was just one of those moments where before the song had even ended, I couldn't wait to listen to it again. And I said that quite recently about something. I can't remember what it was uh, now. Keep an eye on Dan. Promise Show him you that you can. Oh, made it sound like a hymn at the end. (laughs) But the studio version is phenomenal, obviously. I think, you know, we haven't yet had any remixes or night versions from Future Past. This one needs a night version and a remix and just more and more versions of this song because it's just phenomenal, isn't it? More, more, more. And of course, as we mentioned on the last track, this is the second and sadly final track with... Giorgio Moroder. One of the things that I loved about hearing the band talk about working with him is they said, and I've heard them say it a few times, that in the studio it can be quite chaotic and they can be at loggerheads with each other, which very similar to us. Yeah. You know, there's fisticuffs sometimes and slammed doors and all that kind of thing. You slapped me around the face just before you pressed record earlier. Well, it just psychs me up. It really gets me going. <laughs> Actually, uh, I need it because I was being a right diva. You were being a little... Mm, I'm not going to say that word on yeah. the podcast. But they did say when working with Giorgio Moroder, they were all on their best behaviour, which I imagine is a bit like when we have a, one of our lovely guests on the podcast. We do act. I was going to say we do act up then. We don't act up. We, we act, act down. Down. Yeah. Down. And this one, another one I'd love to hear live. It, of course, it's been played live. It was on the Isle of Wight set list. But more recently, it was the first track on the encore. And I just love that this new song opened that part of the set. And I think... That would just be euphoria, wouldn't it? You'd just, band come back on stage, the first few notes of this song, you'd just know you were in for a a real treat. Okay, track number eight now, and this is Wing. On a pilgrimage of lusting This should have come my way But my wing there for me this is almost something along the lines of if save a prayer had been a bond theme don't say oh no i'm not gonna sing anymore no no thank, no no, no. i'm getting complaints from the neighbors now <laughs> and the puppy's howling in the other room I thought that was your neighbor <laughs> she's quite whiny yeah she is 
But this incredible production on this one. And I have to point out at this point, this is the only track on this album that features Mark Ronson. But as well as that, you've got Graham Coxon co-writing. And I should have mentioned before that he also co-wrote All of You and the title track and works on a couple of the others after as well. But I just think Ronson, Coxon, Duran, and <laughs> that's like a builder's firm or something. Uh, and Solicitors. John- <laughs> <laughs> Ronson, Coxon, Duran and Blair. Good morning, Ronson, Coxon, Duran and Blair. Uh, can I speak to Mr. Ronson, please? Can I just calling, please? It's Mr. It's Mr. It's Mr. Bull regarding my uh, divorce. Sadly, he's not available at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> the lyricism in this track is just lovely, isn't it? Definitely, I I feel like whereas. On a lot of the songs on this album, especially things like Tonight United and All of You, we've got Simon Le Bon, the pop songwriter. Here, it definitely is Simon Le Bon, the poet. Poet laureate. Poet Le Bon laureate. Uh, Such beautiful imagery on this one. And I think one of my favourite lines is, where does she sleep and where does sleep find she? And I think you almost moaned in a I was going to say in a pleasant way I, well, I didn't find it particularly pleasant myself but I just like enjoyed the pleasurable I, moan for yourself I enjoyed the lyrics yeah but do you see what I'm just going to circle back to what I said at the start do you see what I mean about the savour prayerness of mm. I think it is the fact that it is a ballad but it's got a real groove to it as well and I think it's the guitar that makes me think Bond theme and not necessarily A View to a Kill I don't know if you want to break out into song for that as well <laughs> no <laughs> absurd notion absolutely not sorry 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 but just makes me think i really and i think we probably said this when we did the bond episode with the torn stubs lads i'd love for duran duran to do another bond theme i think they are one of the artists who've, who've already done it who should do another one why is it only shirley bassey that can do more than one bond theme uh, no i'm not gonna sing again oh <laughs> quite a gasp i thought he was gonna go straight in for god god Finger. <laughs> anyway. Anyway. Track number nine now, and this is nothing less. And Dan, there's a wonderful guitar middle eight in this track. I love the fact that it's kind of slowed down as we get towards the end of the album. Uh, also knowing we've still got some crackers to come. Yeah, incredible guitar there. We can only assume from Mr. Graham Coxon again. And this song, I really do feel like in the structure of the album, this is the track that's the almost the breather before we go into three incredible songs afterwards. But interestingly, I feel like we should just mention the deluxe edition of the album, which, of course, I own. has to buy the CD of it, well, because it's not on streaming yet. Yeah, I saw somewhere. It is on streaming. Not the deluxe version. Yes, it is. What? Oh, no, I was just reading a list of the tracks on there, <laughs> online. Um, sorry, a list of the tracks is online, well, <laughs> what I meant was. <laughs> but on there, you have got, so after, between Future Past and Beautiful Eyes, you've got Velvet Newton. After this song, you've got Laughing Boy. And then after Hammerhead, you've got Invocation. They are all incredible songs. And actually, in the structure of the album, I think that it makes even more sense. But, of course, today we're talking about this as it is. And I think whether you're talking about 12 tracks or 15 tracks, nothing less is well played. It's not one of my favorites on the album by any means. But I think looking at back at previous albums, it's kind of in the place of chains on astronaut or something like that it's just getting you ready for a big finish oh lovely 
Well, let's head that head that way then. Track number ten now. Hammerhead. So that was Hammerhead there, and it's all in the details for this track for me, Dan. So just all of the little noises and nuances in there, the pings and the dings and the strums and the hums. Uh, now, bear with me, mm-hmm. uh, and because you might be, you might find this a bit hard to swallow, right? But. There's some of that, uh, some of that uh, audio percussion and noises sounds a little bit like uh, the uh, the the vibe on uh, everything I wanted by Danny Minogue. Oh, I'm not. No, I'm not upset by that because I think this the production of this has more of a pop polish, certainly, and I like how it almost throws you off from when the guitar strums at the start. You think, oh, maybe we're going for a strip back acoustic sound here and then those synths come in and like you said there's so much to actually process when you're listening to those sounds and kind of certainly for us when you're trying to talk about them and, and write down what they are but the synths in this one and and the bass and the drum they almost feel to me they almost felt like they were slowed down almost mm. it's like a machine slowing down but then special guest on this one ivorian doll obviously speeding things up not only with her rap section but just kind of this injection of new blood in this you know legendary band i can't believe will that she was born in 1997 oh shush so like i'm just in my head i'm just processing things like okay so when they reunited for the big five reunion when they first got back together she was three years old and when they released Reach Up for the Sunrise, she was seven years old. Like that kind of thing is just... I can't think like that, Will. She was born in the year that Danny Renone released Everything I Wanted, incidentally. And when Duran Duran released Medazzaland. So, which turns 25 next year, by the way. Well, sounds like a good a reason as any to talk about it, maybe. Mm. You heard it here first. Now, not everyone was a big fan of the rap section, though, Will. Of course, Duran Duran have toyed with rap over the years. They covered white lines. There's bedroom toys, which, you know, split the fans. It's not for me. I'll I'll, I'll be honest. Down the middle. Down the middle with the bedroom toys. What do you think about the rap section? I like a a rap section in Mm -hmm. a pop song. Yeah. And it's not out of place here for me. I think they can get away with it. Same... And I think some of the reviews I, I read did think it was out of place and did think it clashed with Duran Duran, you know, these older gentlemen. For me, it, it just was a perfect compliment. It's fantastic. Do you know when rap isn't acceptable? Mm-hmm. When it's you on the karaoke in your mother's pub doing It's Like That by Run DMC. Especially when I go into the breakdown section. <laughs> <laughs> but I did have to get some help. They had to spin me around and throw me throw me up and down. Right, track 11 now. This is, uh, we're both going to enjoy this. It's more joy. Shudder and dream The crying storm Lightning strikes a kiss Between this world and featuring the wonderful Chai, who we are big fans of. Yes, they were number 11 in our top 40 this year with Ping Pong uh, from their album Wink. I think what's great, Will, is that for some people, for a lot of people, this might have been their introduction to the band. We, of course, featured them previous to this coming out when we included Action on the new music drop earlier this year. And also, the their album was very nearly... Well, was one of our albums of the year, but just missed the cut by a few places of being featured on the podcast itself. But a wonderful Japanese group. Wonderful Japanese group. Similar to Duran Duran, when, when you listen to that album, different styles, different influences, different noises. 
of course you get that with any Duran Duran album including this one so bringing them both together is a genius move and this song itself is absolutely bonkers isn't it it is I you know I don't know what it is it sounds starts off a bit kind of eight bit math pop and then it goes into you know you've got those absolutely pounding drums and bass guitar in there as well but with the lighter vocals from Chai and Simon's in there giving it some as well <laughs> uh, and it's just it just it shouldn't work it, uh, yeah it and all, it doesn't but that makes it work and it does work yeah uh, if you want another weird but totally works track by track mashup featuring Chai a uh, confidence man remixed quite recently actually their track end i have to say it's like a pop dance 90s uh rave pop party it's amazing yeah it's phenomenal we had, we had a little boogie to that before recording we didn't we did have a little boogie actually and it was most welcome yeah but this song just actually just thinking about it as a Duran Duran song, just boiling it down to the bones. Like you said, the 8-bit synth work uh, and the really catchy chorus from Le Bon, but also the guitar from Gray and Coxon is phenomenal. It's so sketchy and scratchy and really quite raw. Uh, and Roger's drums as well, fantastic. I just think it's a great Duran Duran song, but it almost sounds n- nothing like a Duran Duran song at the same time. This, of course, was the second single proper release or second track proper released it's still very difficult to keep up with terminology um and i remember seeing that i'd fi- I'd finished work for the day and i'd seen that uh australia and that side of the world had already got it and i was just waiting and waiting to hear this song and i just that first listen whereas i said about tonight united i couldn't wait to start it again because of how much i enjoyed it with this one i couldn't wait to start it again because I was so baffled by it the first time. I had to kind of go back and process it and kind of think, wow, did I really just hear that? Okay, we're on to the final track on this wonderful album, and this is Falling. If you know So Falling There featuring Mike Garson. Before I talk about Mike, I just have to say, I think Duran Duran finish an album better than any other band out there. When I think about this song, when I think about The Chauffeur, when I think about The Universe Alone, when I think about Last Man Standing and Still Breathing and just, you know, we celebrate the art of an album and this first song and the second song and the last song. And I think they do it better than anyone else. And I think this is just stunning and quite possibly my favourite song on the album as well. Wow, Dan, Mm. listen to you. Mm. Uh, I do agree with some of what you said Mm. uh, in that it's a great way to finish the album with something very moody, with a slow build up. And we are here to celebrate the art of the album, in case you've forgotten amongst all the (laughs) disgusting jokes. (laughs) And this is a great example of it because this through this album we've had the ups and the downs and the sidesteps and the alternative approaches and here it just comes back to powerful vocals, yeah. stunning keys and some amazing atmospheric synth work that makes you feel like you're falling through that time vortex again, Dan. It actually does. It really does. If I knew what the time vortex was, I'd agree more, but I can imagine it's something to do with time and a vortex oh well done maybe i've been watching it on the sly but what a, yeah a great way to end the album and mike garson as i said right at the start he appears on this he is a pianist who has worked with some incredible names over the years most notably david bowie he did a lot of live and studio work with him and when Duran Duran released their cover of Five Years right at the start of this year, Mike Garson appeared on the track and in the video. So it's just fantastic to hear him appear on a Duran Duran song. The other thing I love about this is this is the only track on the album that's written just by the four members of Duran Duran. And yeah, just the way it opens with that piano, it 
it stopped me in my tracks, to be honest, Will. It literally, I was walking where were you going? down the street. I don't know where I was. I think I was on on the way to the airport or something. I wasn't actually. I don't know where I was. But it just... Got to Audi, probably. More likely. And it just stopped me because it was so different for Duran Duran just to have just piano. Then you hear Nick Synthworth coming in. And then, like you said, the vocals from Simon are vocally... Vocally. And lyrically. Lyrically. Just a, a masterpiece. And, yeah, one of my most played songs of the year, actually. And just a question to finish on, Dan. Mm-hmm. Do you think there will ever be a time on Track by Track when one of us says the word pianist and the other one doesn't start smirking like a schoolboy? Honestly? Yes. No. (laughs) So? That's Future Past. If you haven't listened to it, listen to it. If you have listened to it, don't listen to it. No, listen to it again. No, listen to it again. Yeah. Uh, and uh, same for track by track actually as well yeah and there's no further listening on our albums of the year episodes because it's all about the album but if you want some further listening from Duran Duran they are one of the featured artists on our Patreon exclusive series further listening we've also done New Order Pet Shop Boys Bananarama and most recently a Christmas special so do join us on Patreon for that plus many other exclusive episodes So thank you for joining us. See you soon for some more Track by Track, including some Christmas fun. Yes, later this week, the Christmas specials. It's that time of year. If you're listening at time of recording, yeah, which you should be. So until next time. I've been Coxon, Ronson and Duran. And I've been Invisible. Goodbye. Ha <laughs> <laughs> ha!